This is a, a fun episode with a good friend of mine. Um, funny, funny comic. Uh, just very interesting, very interesting woman uh, named Adrian Earhart. Uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff. COVID, obviously. Uh, psychedelics, comedy, synergy, touring, living at the beach, all kinds of stuff. Um, it was good catching up with her. Uh, this, this, uh, this time apart from, from everybody is really tough, as everybody knows, and uh, it was good to catch up, and it's good to see her happy. She's been through a lot of stuff and come out the other side just shining. So, um, yeah, enjoy my talk with uh, Adrian Earhart, and thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, enjoy Adrian Earhart. Yeah, so what's up? Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. I just got it. back from about... uh, San Francisco. I saw you were doing shows. How fun was that? So fucking fun. Yeah. I forgot that I was alive. <laughs> I've been sleepwalking for a year. Whatever, since whatever the last time is, I did a real set. I've been sleepwalking and that was just like, oh my God. I'm, I mean, the weather was perfect. It was awesome. I was there with Alex Hooper. a really good friend. Yeah. And, um... I stayed in my uh, boss's apartment, which was super cool of him to lend that to me. So it was like a really inexpensive trip too. Yeah. And just the shows were great. Everyone there was like down to clown. Everyone came out to see comedy. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. That's really fun. Was that your first, first shows back? Yeah. Those were my first shows back. I haven't done live stand up in over a year. Just these like random zooms. And honestly, not that many. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was like, pressure was on to like really fucking bring it. Yeah. And I like, you know, right before the, um, pandemic hit, I was uh, mentally not okay. And my comedy was reflecting that the, mm. the pain from, you know, being cheated on and getting divorced and stuff. And then I found myself on stage, like doing the, the jokes, only the, the zingers obviously. And then, and then having to tell the audience, like, I'm actually good now, but like, I wrote these pre-pandemic and I haven't had any stage time. So you're gonna have to hear the rest of the divorce jokes, but like I have a hot boyfriend and I'm happy and I live on the beach. So <laughs> here we go. Here's the rest of how he destroyed my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. When's yeah. the last time you did comedy? Uh, March 5th, the last brewing comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I struggled for a long time trying to think of like like d- doing zoom shows um and i kind of landed on it, it it was a whole different thing that i wasn't really that interesting interested in pursuing but i'm glad it existed so that people could make money you know what i mean right. yes like i i don't i mean yeah when it comes to comedy like i i, I like the 
the craft of it and I like doing it live with people because that's how you figure out the craft. But I, I didn't, it didn't seem to make sense to me to, to like try to, to do those, those shows. Although I think there's a lot, there's some people have really figured out a cool art to it and like yeah. made it really cool. Like I think the way kind of Mike Birbiglia did it is really cool. I don't know if you saw early in the pandemic, Danny Jollis yep. did, did that really cool thing where he recorded himself on video as his background and had the argument with himself. That was just Brilliant. And that was like two weeks in, like he was like, Oh, I understand. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't, I just haven't been, um, well for like most of the time, nothing seemed funny. Right. <laughs> so uh, it, it was, and, and still it's kind of shocking, you know, like I started this during the pandemic before the election and the first like 15 episodes are just coping with what are we going to do because the the world is burning down around us mm -hmm. um to now i think i have a lot of i have a lot of hope and and uh a lot of like it feels like you know rational adults are are in charge um even if i don't even if they're still politicians you know like i feel that you know like they're like it feels better. It just feels better to have adult conversations, you know, even if they're, they're definitely lying to us about shit. Like, of course they are. For sure. Yeah. Like, uh, like I just assume that now, like Trump just made it crazy, but like, you know, I don't think that any politicians are going to change it drastically, but it is like awesome to have science there talking and, Mm -hmm. a, 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 a response to a pandemic that's like 11, 12 months too late, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah it's, but it's working now and like yeah. trying to get the kids at the border some kind of safe before they're all, you know, kidnapped yeah. and so bad stuff happens to them, you know? And they're it's like, nuts, oh, this man. is Biden's fault that this is happening. It's like there was a, there was a mass wave of them during Obama's administration, during Trump's administration and during Biden's. They just, they come. No matter what's happening in the world, they come. And by the way, why don't we fix the reason they're running from their country? What, fix Mexico? Fix El Salvador? Give it a shot. You know, like Eradicate we can't fix all the it, games. but like, well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like we're <laughs> trying that hard. I don't know. You never hear about that. Like, you know, when was the last time we really tried to do anything about that kind of stuff instead of like, I don't know. Who knows? I don't want to talk about the government. I want to talk about, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about you and, and how you're doing. And like, tell me about the comedy shows and tell me more about like, like getting up there and how you figured that out. Cause I mean, you've been pretty locked down too. You know, you had COVID there for a while. You had long COVID, right? I had long COVID. I was really sick. That sucked a lot. Are you feeling and... like that's gone now? For the most uh, part? Yeah, I think I have delayed symptoms. Like, um, I try every once in a while, I try to vape something and it hurts still. So I mm. think I still have like a, a lung pain from that. Okay. And it's hard to tell because I'm also getting older, but like the memory loss thing yeah. is happening. Yeah. Like, it's probably age and poor diet, whatever. But and that was intense um, having COVID and not being sure if I was going to have a job. Um, yeah. because of how unsure the whole world was. And then they declared cannabis essential. 
So I definitely had a workplace, but I was sick and being told so many different things by so many different doctors and resources that, you know, I mean, I got sick March 12th. I went home from work early last year that I had strep throat. I called my doctor like four days later and I was like, Hey, these are my symptoms. And the doctor's office was like, don't fucking come here. You have COVID stay for two weeks. And I was like, okay. So I locked down for two weeks, two weeks go by and I'm still sick. So I call my doctor again and they're like, go to urgent care or something. Do not come here. And there's no tests to be found. Could not find a test anywhere. Um, So I go to urgent care and uh, he diagnoses me like with x-ray and lymph nodes, temperature. I didn't even know I had a fever when I walked in there. Uh, And he was like, okay, so if you can go three days without having a fever, that's when you know you're better. That didn't happen for another two weeks. And then I went to get cleared. Uh, I got an x-ray by a pulmonologist to make sure I wasn't going to damage myself. And he he was like, you have post-viral asthmatic bronchitis now. So I had to get on like steroids and meds for that. Um, But then I got to go back to work and people were like afraid of me. Like I was the only person they knew that had had COVID. Yeah. Um, You were the only person I knew of for a long time. Yeah. For like three months. I was treated like a leper. And, um, but also like, um, they were like kind about it. Like when I'd walk by any employees who were before we got crazy about it, like with their mask below their nose or whatever, would like pull their mask up when they saw me coming nearby. Not because I was like, keep me safe, but they were just like, don't, if she gets sick again, she could die. So, um, and I kept a wide berth and it actually really helped, um, with boundaries at work too. I was able to really separate, not that I ever was super friendly with anybody I work with anyways. I just, I'm not that kind of, I'm only friends with comics, you know, Yeah, yeah. but it really helped bridge that, like build a bridge between us so that we had some, some space and some distance. Yeah. Do you think that like that's, gonna stick with us like we're the generation of covid so like we're gonna always be weird around people in that way like a little bit like a little shell-shocked like no i I think it'll go away pretty soon i think think? it'll take another year fully to get everybody vaccinated enough where there's no masks and we're like at 100 percent indoor dining and shows and everything and i think that this will dissipate very quickly from people's minds it's uh, God, I hope so, man. I can't wait. <laughs> Cause like it, it freaks me out to see, like, did you see the, the spring break coverage today? And it, it's just like, dude, you know, what, I'm from Florida. I can't what I, I world, don't claim them as my own. What world are we in? Like, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't get it. Like it, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's crazy. Saltfish. These Gen Zers, they drive me flipping crazy. But my shop is cannabis. So we're, tier 1A essential for vaccination. And like 90% of us are fully vaccinated. Yeah, uh, I just got my second shot earlier yeah. today. You're going to um, be wrecked so, tomorrow by what I hear. I'm going to be sick. Yes, yeah. I'm being prepared yeah. for that. I've already yeah. told my, my assistant and my staff, like I might not be in tomorrow, just be prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we will be able to have meetings, you know, back of house, not where customers are facing. Like that's where I work is back of house. Yeah. With each other, with our masks off. Because the CDC guidelines have said everybody who's double, you know, if you have the full vaccination, yeah. it's been two weeks since your vaccination, you can be in a room with other people without the mask on who have also been vaccinated. Yeah. And I haven't seen like my coworkers' faces unless I 
walking on them and they're eating or something or on zoom calls in a year. So it's crazy to think about that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what I don't, I, I don't want to ever get used to it to your point. Like, I hope it goes away really quick. I don't want to get used to it. It, it, like watching the Grammys and like any shows on TV where people are masked. It's just like, this is so fucking weird. I just don't like it. Like, it's just, it doesn't seem right. And we could have kind of fixed it so much sooner. That's the thing is just like, man, we didn't need to get to this. You know, it's weird. It's really weird, but I'm so optimistic. I'm so optimistic. About. You know, I am too, and I'm not usually an optimistic person, Yeah, but I think this is going to tighten up a lot of stuff. And I think the, the pendulum swing from all of the takeout containers and <laughs> wastefulness that we've done is going to go, people are going to go, man, fuck that. I'm never having styrofoam or plastic again. Now that we're COVID safe, I'm bringing my own stuff to a restaurant to get it packed up there. You know, my, bring mm-hmm. my own coffee cup, like I'm hoping that it goes that way. And not like, well, single use seems to be a way safer option. Like, I I hope it doesn't yeah. do that, you know? Yeah, there's a... See, here's here's what I think. See what you think about this. And this is... the Honestly, the other reason I, I even bothered to do this was, like... So I can check myself against people. Because we had such an opportunity with comics to check your own thinking. Constantly. Because, com, like, we just tell each other, like, that's bullshit. Or or agree with you or like, you know, kind of, you have real conversations that are just completely, you know, straight ahead. So I was missing that a lot. And it's like, um, you know, I, I really am optimistic because, but I think that we are going to see like a shift in like drastically, like where you have to go to continue to be okay. Like not, not like safe. I mean, just like maybe we shouldn't have inter, like maybe we shouldn't be in the same states sometimes like, because it's so drastic. I don't know how that's the only part I'm not optimistic about is like, how did these people get so far gone in this cult of non rationality mm-hmm. that there are, I don't know if they're sa- salvageable. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, but then I think maybe I'm nuts because when you see that spring break shit, you're just like, well, there's whole states where they don't believe this is real, apparently. Right, right. And and what are we doing over here in California? Because we're like still. We have so many transient people that we didn't stand a goddamn chance not getting flooded with every strain of COVID that exists in Oklahoma. Ain't nobody going to Oklahoma. Yeah, your numbers are low because nobody wants to go there. Yeah, I'll suck, you know. <laughs> so unless one person in town got it, and she happened Oklahoma, to be the village the hoe, then Oklahoma's going to be safe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody want to go there. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Sorry, Oklahoma. I don't think you're I've ever okay. been to Oklahoma. That's one of the ones I haven't been to. I've been to a lot of states, but not that one. Me too. I don't think I've even driven through it, to be honest with you. But it's uh, it's just always gets brought up as like in Kansas too. It's rural. It's harder to to see people because they're more spread out. There are yeah. fewer people because mm-hmm. again, ain't nobody want to live there. <laughs> and 
nobody visits. What are they going to get? Some fucking Parisian traveling Kylie Jenner is going to drive through Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and cough on someone in a restaurant, and then the hotel's going to get it. No. Yeah, it's true. Truckers, truckers are going to get it at truck stops and give it to the hookers. They're going to give it to y'all's husbands. <laughs> And some people are going to get it, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not think that husbands cheat? Because I can tell you that every single one of them does. Men are trash. I'm fine. <laughs> you, sound, you sound really, really well. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're fine. You know, this year has been awesome because um, <clears throat> I didn't move in with my boyfriend of just a few months. Yeah. Um, like I got separated from my husband uh, who I was with for eight years in August of 2019. And we started dating in December of 2019. And by March we were living together because of COVID because I was sick and he like moved in to help me. Couldn't walk up the stairs and shit. And, um, and then uh, my roommate that like didn't let me come home once I got diagnosed from urgent care with COVID. I pretty much had to move in with, with Zane. Uh, and then, yeah, I've been living with him ever since. We decided to move to the beach yeah. uh, in September because we were like, let's wait out the pandemic somewhere doper. You know, yeah. we were living in West Hollywood near the clubs, but the clubs are closed. And um, while it was cool being near the protests, we did a bunch of Black Lives Matter protests, got shot at, et cetera. Um, the whole area just turned into like hype beasts trying to like buy sneakers and be cool and shit. And this was just not our vibe. So I was like, let's, we were going to the beach every weekend. So I was like, let's just move to the beach. Right around the same time, I had um, hip surgery. I had hurt my hip, obviously, the whole my whole life from ballet, but then yeah. really badly last December. And um, it was just good timing. Like, all right, I'll get the hip surgery because I can be remote. And yeah. uh, Zane's here to take care of me. He's not on the road or anything. And then I just recently had my shoulder surgery um, get that taken care of while pandemic is still happening. And, yeah. you know, before I want to have babies or something, I just yeah. met someone in San Francisco a couple of days ago who had the exact two same surgeries as me. And she was like, are you a dancer? And I was like, yeah, I was a dancer. <laughs> so wow. these are like the most common um, dancer injuries, but I'm good now. Like I, you know, I'm nearly healed in, uh, well, I just got my shot today. It's fucking yeah. brutal. That vaccine. Which one did you get Moderna or Pfizer? Moderna. Okay. It just yeah. felt right. It's amazing, dude. It's amazing <clears throat> science. It's absolutely, I mean, the the, I, the thing that's crazy and, the, you know, the only thing we don't know is what happens after a long time. And we won't know that. Cause for a long time. For a long time. It's happening right now. This is the long-term follow-up. So it's like, but, I mean... I think I kind of feel like we would have seen something by now if there was a, there's just been so many. Well, they're talking so about blood shots. clots now, but who knows if that's that just was the like AZ one. wild hoot right. nanny from, you know, Oklahomans or whatever, trying to fuck shit up or from like a, a, a competitive vaccine company trying to disparage one or the other. Oh God. I didn't even think of that. Everybody's I don't, I, so I fucking don't, evil. I don't think that, I don't think you get European health agencies doing shit on behalf of like a lobby like that. No, but, but if there's evidence and then there's somebody to put the pieces together, 
over here in this control group and then you have oh. to investigate this control group. Like yeah. it's pretty easy to like assign a, a blood clot to somebody who'd gotten a vaccine when they could be mutually exclusive facts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This it, it's vaccines are always getting this kind of, kind of shit. And I think I just can't find credible disparaging information around vaccine. It seems very straightforward. It does. Very simple and very, not that they don't sometimes have issues with them, of course, but for the most part, I mean, it's better than COVID in this case, you know, like, I mean, the people who argue against it, I'm like, cool. How do you feel about living your life this far without polio? Do you feel pretty good about that? Yeah. That was a vaccine that did that for you. Cause you most definitely would have had polio by now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a no brainer, but the problem is, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I kind of thought the internet was going to be so great in terms of, oh, now there's no way we can get the wrong answer. We have all the information now. We can actually share all the information. And while that's still true, the problem is there's no filter on the info coming in. It can be bullshit and that mixes in and it's like, ah, damn it. Now we got to figure out a way to actually use this thing for good as it was intended in terms of collective knowledge and, uh, and, and collaboration without the, the, the bullshit, obviously not true thing, you know, like it, it, I don't, I just don't know how we, I mean, good luck with that. I mean, not only are there horrible people, there's capitalism, greed, lust, gluttony, all the seven deadly sins, but like, You've got people on there who straight up just want to watch the world burn, you know, people just that just are bored. And then cancel culture is not helping anything, really. I think that's I could be totally wrong and get canceled for saying it. But like, I think like uh, that's starting to fade a little bit. Cancel culture, the more people kind of put out. I mean, Bill Burr's been saying it recently. It's just like, oh, my God, I don't even look. see what his wife tweeted. No. Somebody, that article that they wrote or whatever, that was like, he's racist for having a, a black wife so that he yeah. can treat her, I don't uh, know, some kind of slave reference. Yeah. And uh, his wife quote tweeted it and just said, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's so perfect. Because of course, Bill Burr married someone funny yeah. who doesn't take that shit, you know? And he was, he was probably just like, what the fuck? Where are you even creating this fucking nonsense of yeah. like people just grasping at straws to try to get people dragged and canceled. He's just like, who said, who said these terrible things? 12 people. And what, what do you, I don't even look. So it's like, all right. I mean, it is just people on online. I think the the scary part for the world is that turned into the Capitol riot, you know, literally. Yes. The, the, so, so that's obviously it has real world consequences, but, um, I don't know. Again, I'm just trying to be like as optimistic as I can. Cause you know, my kids are going to inherit this. We got to figure out how to use this thing correctly because it's an incredibly powerful tool. I mean, we wouldn't have the vaccines without computers and AI and, and all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, we just have to harness this and get our arms around. Like, what do we do with social media? Cause it's, we obviously fucked it up. Like the incentives yes. are wrong. The idea is good of connection, but then the incentives are all off. So how are we going to fix that part? You know, it's like. Get rid of the ads. No ads allowed. 
no influencer ads, no targeted ads, no nothing. You pay a premium to be on the app and that will fund the development to keep the bugs out and the upgrades necessary. And you just are paying to be on there ad free. Like when you upgrade Hulu for no ads kind of shit. Yeah. Let me pay for it. And then leave me the fuck alone with your fucking ads. Yeah. I wonder if they can get to that. You know, I wonder if they can get to that because they got to, because then it would come down to the best app wins. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's weird, especially like being, you know, somewhat trying to be paying attention to all this shit. Like there are people who don't give a shit about all the platforms at all. They just stick with their one platform, but we doing what we're doing, like understand that they're all happening at once and how they kind of work and what you're supposed to do with them. And it's crazy, dude. Like there's so many now. And you need them. Like I am a Twitter bench. That's where I used to write my jokes. Yeah. Um, But then people started putting them on memes and stealing them and putting them on Reddit and shit. And I was like, well, I'm not going to give you this stuff for free. I'll make the good ones into, you know, into jokes and do them on stage. And then Instagram was dope for a while, but now it's like all this algorithm bullshit. You really can't stay ahead of it. Yeah. Facebook is for your moms and for yeah. your friends who had babies who are now your moms. <laughs> and um, I don't do Snapchat anymore, not for years now. Yeah. And Clubhouse is like, if you want to try to do stage time without doing stage time, that's a great resource for that, you know, yeah. especially... Lee and Lamar is always up in there running shows, I think 24 hours a day from the looks of it. Oh, really? And you can just jump in and, you know, do a hot few minutes. Uh, it's just weird, though, because people have to, like, unmute themselves to laugh where you can hear it and then mute themselves again. So it's a very, very active thing yeah. you have to be doing. But I did a clubhouse show the other night and I got, like, I did three minutes on an all-women's lineup. Yeah. And I got 100 clubhouse followers like 30 Instagram followers, a bunch of Twitter followers and a bunch of OnlyFans followers, which is money in the bank for me. Yeah. So oh, I was awesome. pretty happy about that. So now that's I'm cool. like, all right, what's well, where attention is going clubhouse. Now. <laughs> yeah. It's where attention is going now. Yes. For, and TikTok. for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's such a, it's so crazy to, to watch. I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated with it. It's just neat. I'm obsessed with TikTok. Um, I really like watching uh, home makeovers and renovations of like school buses into tiny houses and stuff like that. (laughs) I like to see dancing and it's interesting to watch um, Dr. TikTok diagnose me with things. Uh, ADHD is like the hot button one right now. Everybody's got ADHD. If you're you're neurodivergent, uh, keep listening. If you're a neurotypical, you're not going to understand this because you don't have ADHD. We're the special ones. Um, and I showed Zane one the other day, cause I'm always telling him he has ADD and he's watching this girl talk about all the things that ADHD people have. And he goes, what are her credentials? She a doctor? She looks like she's 22 years old. And I was like, I think she is 22 years old. And he's like, I, I'm, she's not a doctor. I don't, I'm not interested in what she thinks a neurodivergent person is. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you want to call yourself. But I found your shoe in the refrigerator. So there's got to be something. There's got to be something there, you know? TikTok. Dr. TikTok. (laughs) Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. So you live by the beach. How's that? I can hear the seals barking at night. 
That's so dope. It's unbelievable. It's way better than Russians yelling. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was my neighborhood in West Hollywood. And if we went outside for like a late night walk, uh, there was always like Russian neighbors crouching near trees, smoking cigarettes. I don't know why there's stoops, there's stoops everywhere, but maybe the stoops are illuminated. So it was like, I don't know. And there was always some kind of uh, Morse code light thing happening on various apartment buildings down the block. We came out one morning, I had had a night terror and we got up at 6am to go to Cantor's and have breakfast. This is like in the midst where like we wasn't completely locked down and go inside and eat. And uh, we couldn't, leave and get to my car because there were 12 SWAT cars in the middle of the street arresting what I'm assuming was Russian mafia walking uh, handcuffed to a car in pajamas and sock feet at six o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. And I think that was when we were both like, maybe we should move, (laughs) you know? And they do, they were so quiet. They like, put them in the car quietly. They did like a quiet shut of the door and they like drove the the vans with the big sliding door. They drove down the street a little bit and then let gravity close the door, you know, Whoa. for them. They didn't like slam or anything. They were quiet as mouse. It makes me wonder how many, like how much fuck shit happens when you're sleeping, you know, yeah. like when the yeah. vampires are out that you don't even know about because they've just learned how to be quieter than my boyfriend could ever learn how to be him trying to do his stocks every morning, gets up at six and does his little, it's not day trading, babe. I didn't trade in the same day. I don't know what it means and I don't fucking care. It's the one thing that when he talks about, my eyes go in different directions and I cannot focus. I cannot focus. I'm talking about stupid. I have a degree in computer science. I can follow logic. I am good at math. But for some reason, he starts talking about fucking GameStop or something and I just want to lose my goddamn mind. And he, and he gets up quietly that he thinks he's being quiet, gets dressed and leaves. And in the meantime, it's 6 a.m. And I'm like, I am wide awake now from your stupid stock ass. Why do we do this? I guess I'm mad about it. <laughs> it's exhausting. He's obsessed with it, though. And, and I'm like, why don't you just get like a job? And he's like, I'm a comedian. What do you want me to do? I'm going to deliver pizzas or something. And he's like, this is working. He's, yeah. he's been doing uh, Zoom shows all along. He does, yeah. you know, rehab uh, Zoom shows oh, that's that awesome. he used to do physically. Tour, he used to tour physically all the time. So he's been doing that for the entire year and he's got Zoom burnout so bad. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, now dude. he's doing stocks to try to, and it's actually, he's making good money. So I can't yeah. even, unless unless I was paying a bill, his bills, I can't say anything about it. So I just have to let him do his thing. Yeah. It's still annoying. And I definitely don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Not at all. I got the Robinhood app and I bought like $5 in like a hundred things yeah, just to like throw some shit at the wall and say I'm involved or whatever. But I could not give less of a shit about any of that and what's happening. <laughs> could not. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, it, it's very, I, I get it. I get why people get so into it because it's a, a addictive game. You know, and it's, that's all it is, is a game like every other. And, and Robin Hood made it like a game, except it's real money. It's is, gambling. You can't yeah. convince me it's not gambling and I'm not a gambler. I'm a safe bet kind of bitch. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely gambling, I would say. 
uh, if you're if you're if you're in there playing every day, it's it's definitely very similar, I would think, because you know it, it's interesting how they cracked it. I'm not going to talk about it because you'll get bored. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> to his credit, he studies it vehemently, yeah. yeah, and really knows what he's talking about. And his friends call him for advice all the time, yeah, and call to thank him for giving them good advice that made them money. Yeah, hmm. so. There you go. Good for you, babe. Call your friends. You know, your partner can't be your everything. I can't talk to him about, you know, my hair or being a female in comedy. Yeah. Um, but I can talk to him about a lot of things. Don't talk to him about your fucking stocks, dude. Just is like not off limits. <laughs> off limits. No thanks. <laughs> what did uh <laughs> what did uh what did Alex have Alex Hooper have to say this weekend? I love that guy. His set is so fun. It's such a wild ride. Um Dude, people recognize him everywhere now. I took him um, from AGT. My shop, we opened a sister shop in Napa, and I went up there. To, it was like their grand opening. I just went to say hi and meet people that I've been like running their marketing from down here. Yeah, and I've never met any most of them in person, so I got to like meet them in person. And one of the owners of the shop was like Alex Hooper. He like knew who he was immediately, so he got <laughs> some like weed and some tacos and stuff. So he was happy to make the trip. Hooper and I had the most romantic weekend for two people who have only ever been drug buddies and homies and who were texting and calling their respective partners the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like we were having a, a, a sexless affair. We like were, we were in Napa having tapas by the river and uh, we played Frisbee golf in the forest, which was incredible. Yeah. And um, yeah, we had like dinners together. Sunday we went to Sausalito and had oysters in the middle of the day and then came back into town and had, and had ice cream cones from Giardelli's. Like we literally did all like the most romantic things you could do, uh, as not a couple. And it was so fun. A, a 10 out of 10 would repeat in any city with that motherfucker. He's yeah. the best. We just, we get on really well. There's hardly any like moments of silence. Um, especially cause like I haven't seen him in a long time. So yeah. that was like really fun to catch up. And his set is so fun and so explosive and people just are magnetized by him. And he's really yeah. picked up his marketing game too. So he's got, you know, cards with QR codes on them and stuff. And he sell, sells merch. He's just a fucking beast. He is a true yes. headliner and yeah. like just crushing it. And this is so awesome to behold. And anybody that, uh, I'm obviously the people that booked us were, were his buds, but they're my buds now too. Yeah. And um, he's just as like this light that, uh, brings people together human collector he calls himself yeah he definitely is and that was just so great and so fun and it was so weird because none of the comics on any of the shows we did um nobody really talked about covid at all my set has zero yeah. covid jokes at all about it nobody's talking about it mentioning it talking about i mean the host a little bit will like mention something and then obviously like we're wearing masks in the back and our own microphones that have just been wiped down with a cover on top of them. Yeah. And then the host, we, we bump elbows. Then we take our mask off. Then we plug the mic in and then we're doing a show and it's outside. Yeah. Or one of the places there was no mic and we had to keep our mask on the whole time because of a permitting thing. Right. Um, that was interesting to be screaming through a mask, gesticulating wildly, trying to do a huh. set. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. But um, the... God, the vibes in San Francisco are the best. I would go up there again in a goddamn minute. And you like the cold more too, don't you? Like you would like rainy, cold. Fucking love cold. it. Yeah. 
I fucking love it. I, it was raining uh, yesterday and a little bit the day before, and I was outside with my face up, <laughs> letting the rain hit me. And I, I had like, I think leggings and a coat on the whole time. And I never complained one time about the cold. I was yeah. so happy. It's a cool city, man. I, I haven't been there in a while. Uh, my friends that were there um, have mostly left in the last year and a half. Um, it's expensive as fuck. It's, it's ludicrous, man. Um, but it is a great city. It is such a vibe there. And, you know, I, I think that it's probably shifted from what I've, from what people have told me about it in terms of, you know, the tech money that came in and it got so expensive and people were getting pushed out, but it's still going to always be San Francisco. You know, like I think it'll, it, it just has a, a vibe about it. You know, when you can look at that bridge and just look at Marin and just the fog and it's just the hills and everything. It's just, a, it's an awesome city. Like it's an awesome city. So I, I hope we keep it great. You know what I mean? But it is, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it definitely has that feel when you get there. You're just like, man, so, you cool. know how empty it was. I found parking every single place I went, including pier 39 Wow! in the, the middle of a Saturday night, uh, when it was popping yeah. on parking on the street found parking on the street and then one minute later watched a, a car pull up, double park for a second. Someone hopped out, busted a car window, dove in, grabbed a backpack, slid out and jumped in the car. And it was like 15 seconds, probably Holy faster shit. because I screamed at the top of my lungs. What the fuck? I was trying to like get attention and like maybe someone have a picture of the license plate or something. But I had never seen that happen in person. You hear about from comics all the time, laptop snatching. Yeah. Um, and at this point it's like, why would you leave your backpack in yeah. the car? You know, I yeah. carried mine with me. I can't wear a backpack right now because of my shoulder surgery, but I have my side bag. It's annoying, yeah. but yeah. it's better than having your laptop stolen, which yeah. I watched happen in literally 15 seconds. That's crazy. In the in broad daylight on a busy street. <gasps> wow. That's Who knows if they got me. anything yeah. good out of it, you know? But um yeah, so that was definitely a fear the whole time. And every time we were in like a, a sketchy neighborhood parking, I was like, oh, well, that's the best I can do, you know? Yeah, all, all rental cars all day, <laughs> you know? I have a, a, a Nissan because my brother works at Nissan and I have like 30,000 miles a year on the lease allowed. Oh, so wow. I was like, I'll drive. Yeah. I have like un, pretty much, that's nearly unlimited mileage. I've been pretty driving much. everywhere all the time yeah. and I've barely hit 15. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's a pretty drive going up there too. It is. I'll be doing it again soon. My brother just moved to Tracy, an hour east of San Fran, so nice. I'll be up there a significant amount, I think. And don't you you have uh, you've don't you have somebody in like Arizona too? Haven't you been to Arizona? Yeah, I have a, uh, an aunt and cousins in Arizona. My mom's in Vegas. My sisters in Florida, Vegas. and my other brother and my father. Those are all in Florida. And then my, this brother was in DC, and now he's in. Tracy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I haven't gone anywhere. I took, I took my daughter to, um, that stranger things exhibit that was downtown. Uh, -huh. uh, it was awesome. But like we were, that was like, I don't know, January this year. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> this is the furthest I've been away from the house. Since well, you March. guys are, um, you could go to like, the beach, right? You go yeah, we, south, go to the, like we go to the beach. We go to the beach um, pretty much every weekend. But, um, you know, the 
like traveling on the freeway. I was just like, holy shit, I haven't been on the freeway really. And I used to go all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. like back and forth to the airport and shit. And so it's been weird. <laughs> it's been, it's been really weird, but, uh, I feel like, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I didn't get the vaccine yet. I'm on a, like an overflow list. Cause they're, they're having to throw it away. Yes. At the end of the day, which is bananas, but, um, and people that can get it, aren't getting it. So right. I don't feel bad about being on a list. Like, no, you I'm, should not at all. Anybody um, should be going to every location every day, trying to get the vaccine. Who yeah. cares about line jumpers? Be the line jumper. Get yeah. in there. The more it, people that are vaccinated, the better. And they are literally throw, throwing away nearly a third of all vaccinations. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So I, when that happens, I'll be, I'll feel a lot better. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do think that it'll be weird. Like you said, like about a year, it'll be weird for like a year and then yeah. it's going to be roaring twenties. And I think comedy is going to be, comedy is going to be really big. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think it's, it's, and, and live events, live events are going to be Mm-hmm. just astounding. I can't wait to go to a concert. I can't wait to like, I don't know when I'll feel okay at a full on packed concert again, but I think it's going to be sometime and, and I can't wait because there's n- just nothing like it. I can't wait to rave, do drugs with my friends and <laughs> lay down on the ground and, you know, not make out with people, but be like really close to their faces saying yes. how awesome they are and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do psychedelics with other people. Cause I've been microdosing acid yeah. uh, every couple of days um, when I'm not on pain pills from random surgeries that I'm having. And it's, uh, it's definitely elevated my mood a lot because this last fall, uh, like September to December, um, I was bad. I was bad. I was suicidal. Mm. And I think a lot of it was pandemic obviously. And, um, just like I'm a, uh, an exercise person and being, uh, an, an invalid because of the hip surgery was really, really, I took it really hard. Yeah. And then also like I had jumped into dating and comedy and focusing on my career so hard after the breakup that I didn't really like, process it. And it was like mm. hitting me. I was having night terrors all the time. I was like, connecting the dots in my head of all the times that like there had been cheating and I had overlooked it. And like, it was, I was driving myself crazy and I was in a very bad place. And I know that if I hadn't reached out and told people, I probably would have, I probably would have taken my own life. So I, I told them my closest friends. I told my mom, um, I told my therapist, I got another therapist. I got put on like four pills for various, like one to help me sleep, one to help me not have night terrors, uh, one to help me mood stabilize in the morning. And then one to help me with the side effects of all of those. Like it was a whole cocktail of things. And, um, I had always planned to like get off of them and go to psychedelics again. So I'm pared down to one now yeah. and like doing comedy again. Um, my job is good. I had like, you know, the boundaries thing was, I had a really heart to heart talk with my boss about what I want for my job and what I see myself doing. And it's not being confined to four walls. Uh, so that's happening now. I'm, I'm getting to do more stuff, open more businesses and 
but after this weekend of like trying to, you know, be out having a romantic weekend and take work calls and, yeah. you know, figure shit out. I'm like, when do I decide that I don't work anymore? Mm. And then I just do comedy again. Cause I've, yeah. I've been through bouts of that. Yeah. Um, but you either have to decide that you're okay living like a pauper and the creature comforts don't matter, or you're a bougie bitch like me and you don't decide that you're just like, I can't not have, you know, I would be bored too. I like to be really fucking busy. Yeah. So that my downtime feels so much more earned. Yeah. And um, so I'm just, I'm juggling that now, trying to figure out what I want to do long-term and how I want to make money. But now I'm stacking chips. Uh, the OnlyFans money. I'm only going to be hot for so long. So I'm banking on that <laughs> as much as I can. Paid all my surgeries off. Paid all my credit card debt off. And uh, saving money so that if I do decide I don't want to work anymore, I want to just try comedy for a year. I yeah. can float, you know? Yeah. yeah. I say, if you can do it, do it. Why not? <laughs> you know, like we, we've all just watched that. There are no fucking rules. Pretty right. Much, you know what I mean? So, um, I feel like if you can do it, you should, you should do it. And the other thing is like, you don't have to be anywhere in particular really anymore. You know, like you, it's almost like anywhere you went at this point, you could, you, I'm talking to you particularly, you could create a situation for yourself in any town, pretty much any city, anywhere you go mm -hmm. that you could be comfortable and live as an artist you know, and, and pretty well, if you're good at it, you know, like sure. you, you don't need everybody. And you, and I'm guessing if you're like me, like I really felt that I'd already been going towards this whole thing of like, I don't want to need anything. I don't want to like, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just not, there's like a few things that I care about getting quality things mm -hmm. and that's it. And everything else, like, I don't need much, you know what I mean? like simplified, simplified, this co this, this pandemic hopefully simplified people's lives a little bit, like really got it down to what's important and where you live and, and what you're doing. And, and it's like, Oh shit, I can do whatever the fuck I want. If you're, if you're clever enough, if you're trying to do what you want to do, then hell yeah, do it. You know what I mean? Like, but there is, <clears throat> Give and take. You have yeah. to be okay with. Yeah. You know, you would. I've you moved would three times be in the last year and a half and yes. pared down my stuff. Yeah. Each time, I live in a one bedroom now. Both my boyfriend and I lived in two bedrooms with other people. Yeah. Now we're in a one bedroom and we're not crowded in here because we yeah. like we're just like we don't need it. We don't need the stuff. I yeah. mean, when I found him, he was only doing comedy and didn't have a bed frame. So like we're not not completely the same in that regard. I I'm bougie. I like nice things, but I don't yeah. need a lot of things. I just want yeah. the things I have to be nice. Exactly. And yeah. um, like I'm in a good place now where we don't buy things. We just have experiences. We put money yeah. aside every month to go do things, and obviously not as fun as they used to be. But you know, go go do shit. Go fucking yeah. stay in a hotel for the weekend and solving or something. You know, that's yeah. um that's what we've decided is like what we really want to do and we want to get an RV and 
book a tour where both of us can do comedy and mm-hmm. just hit the road uh, yeah. and for like months at a time. And that's the dream. Do you, do you guys both, does he have a, a podcast? Yes, he does. He has a podcast with uh, Nathan Hurd, who just recently got huge on TikTok for some reason. Oh, wow. Um, it's called Back by Sunset. And what about you? Mine's glitching. It's uh, back sometimes. It's yeah. back now. It took, yeah. I took a big long break. And then honestly, being in a one bedroom apartment with somebody who works from home and um, loves you to death and wants to be with you, like he would live inside of me if he could. <laughs> Uh, awesome. it's very, um, it's very difficult to do. Like, he, like we're both extroverts, but he's the kind of extrovert that gets his energy from other people. Mm. And I'm the kind that spends my energy on other people. Mm. So I need to be alone to recharge. Yeah. And it has taken an entire year to get him to understand that. Mm. Like you were, we're going to get along better if you just give me a couple hours. So he got a bicycle and now he bikes sometimes when I need like yeah. alone time. And I've been scheduling like recording podcasts and stuff around that time. Cause That's even awesome. if he's in the bedroom locked in here, I can't relax and do a podcast because I know he's locked in here ready to come out. And it's just like, it's an anxiety thing. If we had a two bedroom, yeah. everything would be different. I would just yeah. go in there and close the door whenever I felt like, it. I think we might end up in a two bedroom pretty soon. Interesting. Well, I mean, I was going to say the the reason I ask about the podcast is because I find it interesting and like, you know, if I, if I, this is going to come out weird. Like I don't want this to be the case, but the way I think about it is like, if I was by myself, what would I do with a podcast? Like if you have a decent podcast, the the stats tell you where your listeners are. You yep. tour there. That's yep. what you do. So you don't even have to like try to, you know, try cities that might or might not work. It's like, well, we're going to these nine cities where I have a thousand downloads a week, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and maybe they're not the city I thought, but they're going to have a hotel. They're going to have cool people. They're going to have your people and you're going to have a great time and be like, holy shit, this weird little town. Like, uh, who's it? Stanhope that lives in like Bisbee, Arizona. He's like, yeah, it's fucking great. Yep. <laughs> you know? So yep. I think it's a whole brave new world of, of artists can do whatever the fuck they want. If just I'm stoked. Keep, keep being good, keep being you and, and do it as well as you can and, and, uh, play the long game too. I think that's the thing in, in Los Angeles is everybody's expecting everything to happen because they're here. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you still got to make your own shit happen. And even people that had shit happen, aren't that successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, true. I, I mean, I get it. And I think you're right about the podcast. Like that's why I've been, contemplating how do I work this out where I can make this podcast thing happen because that's the most requested thing uh from people that are like I don't want to say fans because I don't I don't feel like I'm like a person who has fans but like people who follow me who I don't follow um constantly asking me where's your podcast when's the next episode like I don't think I'm that interesting but somebody does dude don't don't sell yourself short, dude. You, you, you're very interesting. I think you're a very interesting person. You're a dancer. You want to be an FBI agent. You're a linguist. You're into psychedelics. You're into comedy. You've had a million surgeries. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? I'm a psycho. Like, I'm definitely you, a psychopath. You've had plenty of struggles with mental stuff. And, and uh, you know, I think you could help a lot of people. But, you know, like the RV thing, that sounds awesome. Right. You know, you could make it a mobile podcast studio. You could 
travel around. You could put on shows with UN Zane. He's a beast as well. Like, look at what look at what Christina Pazitsky and Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Built. You know what I mean? Like, they could. They're very no inspirational. You know, there's no there's no rules, and and I think. I know I'm way too of old to just way too old to have just figured that out, unfortunately. But uh What is old? Well, old I it, you know, I feel like I'm about twenty three, but like when your body's taking a shit on you, it's like, ah, that's because it's been used <laughs> this long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm still I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing okay. But it's I think uh it's good to think about the, that kind of shit sometimes like the, how many trips you're taking around this 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 earth you know what i mean and how many have gone by already it's like fuck man goes quick. and what have you done what have you done that you're proud of and that you're happy that you did and yeah what's on your bucket list the northern lights are the top of my bucket mm. list and mm. that's like the as soon as we open the world opens back up and we can travel again i'm gonna fly to norway where my family is and I'm going to drive to Tromso and I'm going to go see the fucking Northern Lights. That's dope. That's Number really one dream. Dope. Yeah. Well, totally doable. Mm-hmm. Totally doable. And you know, Tom Green's driving around the country in a van too. Did you ever see any of his YouTube stuff? I did not. I heard about that. It's um, cool. I feel like he's going to do it differently than I want to do it. You know, I'm bougie. So I want like a, like well, a beautiful rain shower. I'm sure he's doing it way different than you're going to do it, but, but he did get one of those sprinter vans and like kitted it, kitted out with, uh, you know, recording equipment and sleeping gear and, uh, yeah. and, uh, he has these, he's, he's really into photography. So the, sh- the, the video oh. that he's shooting is beautiful. Like he's using these drones and going to these crazy remote places where nobody is by himself in this van and like flying his drone. It's just him and his dog. It's dope. Like he, he's, good for him. He's having a good time. Um, so yeah, I definitely check that out. He's he's doing good. Um, yeah, man. There's no fucking rules. You were saying you were saying you were gonna pick up two inches apart again. I watched some of those uh, not too long ago, dude. They're so good. Thank like, you. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm gonna put the link in here because if people haven't seen it, like, I, you are so good on that sketch on those sketches. Like you're so fucking good. It's, it just cracks me up the way you approach that and your attitude in those sketches is like, I don't know. Do you notice how like, um, this is going to sound shitty too, but like you set yourself apart from a lot of sketches that people put out, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, I don't know if it was the, I think it was the writing and, and the way you guys acted them out, but it was just, it was just, excellent everyone was great everyone was great you know yeah it was a gift to live with delaney who is so fucking talented and beautiful and smart and kind and um sometimes i wish we could just go back to that just living together you know she's like getting married and shit whatever but we were like gung-ho like wrote a whole season of um you know adrian and delaney the characters we had uh going through adrian's divorce and like it was funny and it was deep and we had hired like a director and we were like, you know, headed towards really fucking doing this thing. And then COVID hit mm. and um, Delaney pivoted and it's been, she has her own uh, consultation business doing it with Delaney. She helps creatives um, 
you know, get their business going. And she's super successful with that. So she doesn't freaking need to do two inches apart right now. Um, but trust me when pandemic is lifted and maybe like her wedding is over and stuff, I'll probably revisit like, Hey, let's fucking shoot this thing. She likes to do sketches and write them and be creative and stuff. And we had such a good time with that. (laughs) You guys were so funny. You guys are so funny. And she played, I don't know, just the, the characters you created were so, so well done. And, uh, and just, I don't know. It was great. So I'm happy to hear it might come back. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to be acting again, but I just don't know in what regard. And like Zane is a, a trained actor. Yeah. Um, we could do things together, but honestly, I'm just fucking tired of looking at his face. <laughs> Damn stocks in the morning. Mm-hmm. He's lucky he's handsome. I would have left a long time ago if he weren't so nice to look at. He probably says the same thing about me. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, you guys fast forwarded very quickly. Yes, into, we into did. What you're doing you know, we've now. been together a year and three months now. Yeah. Well, I have not seen you this happy in a while, so that's cool. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. And you had, you had a crazy year, um, and, and fuck it. You're doing great. Yeah. And you good podcast. Sounds dope. Good, good sound quality. Yeah. You're producing it and stuff. It's like, yeah. you feeling fulfilled by this? I do really like it. I, I question why I'm doing it all the time though. <laughs> no, like, we all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it and, and you know, all I, all I can think of is like, I really like podcasts. I really like listening to them. And the reasons I like listening to them are all kinds of different reasons, but hearing real conversations and hearing people talk about shit is interesting to me. So I, I I think that I know interesting people. So I like to talk to them. Like I miss, Mm -hmm. I don't know if when comedy comes back, it's, it's going to be as like, uh, interesting to me to also have calls. But I might, because I'm I'm tired of Zoom too. But like doing a podcast, here's what I think. I think we're, I feel like I'm probably at minimum six months, probably more like a year before I would produce a show. Sure. You know? So that means I'm a year away from getting to hang out with comics on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That means I'll have... 50 some more podcasts down by then I'll be better at it. Maybe I'll even have people that like it. And then the shows can have a live podcast element or I'll record the podcast in person Mm -hmm. before the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I feel just like, fuck it. I'll just keep doing it. I like it. I I don't want to not do it. Yeah. Do it. This isn't going anywhere. This zoom shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're, ha- we have zoom fatigue or whatever. And we're going to want to be mostly doing stuff. But like you tell a comic, Hey, you can drive to my house an hour away from you and do my podcast, or you can tune in uh, on a zoom call and we can do it. Yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, I'll tune into the zoom call. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it works out. I mean, it's good. I think you, you, um, originally when I started doing it, when I originally wanted to do it, I wanted to do it with, uh, like late at night. Cause I was like, let's make it like it's after a show. And then mm-hmm. I realized Nobody has the like, like energy that they have right. and the adrenaline that they'd have after a show 
to be chatty and shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. So what you end up with is like, everybody's tired. Like, why is this so fucking late at night? <laughs> Cause I was having people come on at like 10 o'clock and they're like, <gasps> I usually go to bed at seven now. <laughs> Legit. I've been going to bed the same time I used to leave the house to go do comedy for the night. Like around ten, nine or 10. I'm like winding down on the couch watching fucking what a true blood or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I've watched so much TV in this last year and I'm not a TV watcher. Zane always says, he's like, I like this year because it made you chill the fuck out hmm. because I've been running at a fucking full speed for so long that, yeah. and that's the number one thing people, my friends say about me is like, I wish you learned how to relax. Cause even when you're, when like a friend's over and we're sitting like watching something, I'm like thinking about stuff. I'm like, oh, let me pause. Hold on. I'm going to write a joke down. You know, like you never ever turn yeah. off and just, shut the fuck up and stop. And I've been doing more of that. The edibles are helping for yeah. sure. Yeah. And um, Zane is a big help for that too. He's a very calming presence and uh, he's very good about being like, shh, 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 just, just sit and be still. No, it's not easy for you because Dr. TikTok diagnosed you with ADHD. Yeah. You have to sit and be still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's very, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And you know, it's, uh, yeah, you always want to, like you were saying, you like to get a lot done so you can actually chill, but then you yeah. actually have to chill. Like you, you have to like zone out and get white noise going or surrender to whatever you're watching, you know, like let them take your brain for a while. You know, I have no chill. I mean, I was right before COVID hit, I was up at six yoga, running, you know, bar, whatever, before work, go to work all day come home, take a 30 minute power nap, go out and do comedy for the night, figure out who I was going to fuck that night. I mean, I've, you know, exclusively dated a couple of people in a row, yeah. but I didn't have one, one fucking minute of being single from the time I broke up yeah. to being with Zane. It was just like, I cannot be unoccupied. And I know that that's a trauma response. I'm aware of that. But um, this year has really, really made me just like, just sit with it. The anxiety you're feeling, you got to work through it. You yeah. can't just go for a run right now because you got a broke ass hip. Yeah. And that's been um, humbling. I mean, it's humbling to get cheated on and broken up with when yeah. you're the one who was like, I don't even like this person anymore. Why are they dumping me? Mm. Very humbling. Yeah. And then your body breaking, you know, you're getting older, your body's betraying you and you have to get things fixed. It's, I'm humbled. I'm humbled as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Life will do that, man. <laughs> it seems like life will do that. I mean, I, I, if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're paying attention, I guess. Rip get the message. Ego. That's yeah. the humbling that needs to happen. And psychedelics help, obviously. Yeah. But I meet people my age or older all the time who have not had any kind of humbling. No reckoning. They are just blasting through life as though they've been wronged yeah. or they're victims in some way, you know? And uh, I feel sorry for them. I, I hope and pray that they find the psychedelics or whatever that's yeah. going to help them get that ego, ego death, you know? Yeah, man. It's really important. I, I, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading this really interesting book called the immortality key right now. Um, and it's about, uh, the Eleusinian mysteries. Do you ever dig into any of that? No. Oh, you, I'm not going to bore you with my version. It's, it's the, the gist is that, um, most religions, specifically Catholic religion has its roots in 
the Greek Eleusinian mysteries and Dionysus, which was basically psych- psychedelic wine experiences right. leading to immortality, and that this has been ancient. Everybody knew this, and and like the he dissects the the gospels and shows how like they were trying to send a message to the people that didn't live in their town anymore. You know, like, Hey, that thing we did in Greece, you can do that at home. Now here's the recipe. Uh, don't let it get out of hand kind of thing. Um, and there's a lot of, I'm not finished it yet, but he's getting to the part where, um, there's also a strong, the evidence strongly supports that this was always done by women, always that they were the keepers of this, uh, this uh, sacred death potion and that it was, you know, officially squashed. That's why the, you know, the Catholic church kind of came in, squashed that, turned it into a patriarchy, made the whole ceremony fake basically. So you didn't get the psychedelics. You just got, Hey, we just turned this wine into, into the blood of Christ, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And it's like, this dude has been researching this for his whole life. And he, put this story together and it's like, holy shit. But by the end, you're like, yeah, that makes more sense than <laughs> what we interpreted it as, you know? I've heard something similar before. It was like, um, this guy, like Druids, you know, discussion mm-hmm. of pagan people and like yeah, when yeah. The, yeah. the Catholic church took over there, um, very similar because they were the Vikings, which I descended from, have been shrooming and DMTing for mm-hmm. so long that that's where that's why elves are such a big part of their yeah. culture. Like every Christmas, we hide uh, Nissemen, who are elves who uh, show you to your gifts yeah. because they would. And I saw elves on DMT, changed my fucking life forever. I'll never be the same. Yeah. I didn't even know you could see elves before I did DMT, <laughs> and I get it now. So I would definitely be interested in reading that because I haven't heard the. Greek perspective, obviously Dionysus you hear about in, in the psychedelic community. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's cool. Uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And, and he's, there's, there's pictures and all these vases that he's found and unearthed. And he's gone to like the underbelly of the Vatican and the Louvre and seen all these, like, do you like how I said that Louvre, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all these, um, bowls and shit that were used in the ceremonies with pictures of women holding the different ingredients and it's just like, yeah, that makes way more sense because uh, if it grew on moldy bread, they had to figure out what dosage to get to. They were like pharmacologic, pharmacologically intelligent because they, didn't, they yeah. didn't have medicine. They had to yep. fucking like make it up and use all kinds of shit. So, yeah, it's real. You, you'll dig it. You'll really dig it. Um, Say the name of it again. It's called the Immortality Key. I think the guy's Immortality name is Key. Brian Monroe. Um, but, or no, Brian Moriescu. Uh, yeah, I'll remember I that because my favorite series by my favorite author, Pierce Anthony, is called The Incarnations of Immortality, mm. science fiction fantasy, where yeah. the um, the offices of uh, immortality are held by people. You have to kill, the, like death is an office that you hold. <laughs> and you have to kill the previous death and you become death. And, uh, wow. you know, God, uh, Satan, time, war, etc. Interesting. So it's my favorite series and I keep rereading it. Every time I get out of reading, because I've been too busy and I want to get back into reading, I read that series and that gets me back into, you know, falling in love with it. It's kind of like, you know, how NFL players train with like way more weight than they need. And then they 
yeah. then they are, it's easier when they're playing the game. That's cause this is like his vocabulary is so intense and his theories and like the logic and the storyline are so convoluted. You have to really focus and pay attention and like get, I've had to like, I think I'd have a Kindle now. I have to like look up words sometimes, which is yeah. not usually something I need to do. But it's like my brain is so like, oh my God. And then when it's time to read something lighter, I'm like, all right, here we go. I got this. Interesting. So when you read, you don't feel the the pull of the ADHD? Definitely. You yeah, do. definitely do. Yeah. Um, I and that's why I go so long without reading is mm. because I try. I mean, I read for work. Yeah. I read emails and I read articles and I, you know, I have to read all the time. Um, but sit down and relax and read a book when I need to hang that picture and put those things away and move that. And, oh yeah, the sewing project I was supposed to do. And like, it just is never ending. It never stops, yeah. you know? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm it's... exhausting. I exhaust myself. <laughs> it's, it's tough to be trapped in there, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were, you're into linguistics too, right? Yes. That's my first degree. Yeah, th- and my my true love, my true passion. I think you're going to be just fine doing whatever the fuck you want, Adrian. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got to just uh, keep doing. I'm psyched for you that you got back into comedy. I feel like I've been at one or two of your comedy rebirths. Like every time I see you on a show, you're like, I haven't done comedy for a year. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, technically I started 10 years ago, but I have taken multiple year breaks multiple times yeah so i don't know how long you would say i've been doing comedy but like i i don't have bad sets anymore so that's how long i've been doing comedy you know like even when it's not as great you still wouldn't call me a bad comic right yeah so that's how long i've been doing it i think doing comedy in los angeles is a little it's it's a lot it's a little different Mm -hmm. new york too um if you can successfully navigate it in these places, you're decent and should probably keep trying basically is how I look at it. Yeah. Like it's not an answer, but it's just like, okay, I think I can do this relatively well. It depends for how long, you know, you look at, I might, I, I, I struggle to pull off an hour, half hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah. you, you know, it, it you, you know, it, you know, you can, you can somewhat do it. And I think, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've, I know you and I both share uh, the just not having the greatest set at Psychedelic Science. <laughs> I think about the joke. I, I ate a that dick show. so bad. <laughs> I quit comedy after that. I know, I know. It was so, that was such a weird night, but uh, it, it's it's. Uh, I got high. I shouldn't have done that. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, before hit, you set. Uh, I think your vape pen, like three or four times. And usually I don't ever smoke weed before a set. But something in me was like, sure, yeah, that'll <laughs> calm you down and focus you. <laughs> and then I got on stage and just fucking blanked all the psychedelic stuff I'd written and run and was happy with <laughs> out the window, just did random shit. And then eventually I was like, I just, I need to get off stage. I have to get off stage right now. And then I wanted to go die. And luckily I had just gotten married, so I had that to fall back on, you know, but it was weird having my brand new husband in the audience, basically just being like, I'm sorry, babe. Yeah, you fucking sucked. (laughs) He never said that. He would never have said that to me, but like, it was rough. 
it was very rough. rough. And I felt like it was the universe telling me like, yeah, you got to stop doing this. And I think it meant um, for now because obviously I wouldn't keep getting pulled like a Hooper. I haven't really talked to him in forever. I did a zoom show of his a few months ago. Yeah. Coping mechanism with Sophia Alexandra and um, you know how to get set on there and stuff. And he just, he said he just randomly thought of me to, cause the, the San Francisco dudes were like, you can bring someone, preferably a woman. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I quickly ran through like, no, I don't want that vibe. No, I don't want that vibe. No, I don't want that vibe. Adrian. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Boom. And he asked me and I was just like, yeah, I'll do, I'll move whatever I need to move to make this happen right now. That's rad. Uh, yeah. So it was like the universe through Alex brought me back. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, there's something to all that. The more I, the more I learn, the more I think about it, the more I, uh, I feel that connectivity across a lot of different aspects when you keep just doing what you're supposed to be doing. Energy. Yeah, man. You know? It's a trip. It's a trip. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Well, listen, do you want to plug anything or, uh, I don't know, put it yeah. in? stuff together yeah lay it out yeah let's plug a glitch and podcast available where all podcasts are available pretty much unless you're one of those weirdos sorry <laughs> cannot accommodate everyone um cradrian.com is where i keep like uh other podcasts that i've guested on so anyone can hear anything I'll, I'll add this one when you go live with it and um a contact form my socials everything's on and i'm cradrian everywhere I'm going to put that in the show notes and, uh, man, it's good to see you. And it's glad to, I'm, I'm so good to see you happy. Mm-hmm. You and, too. Uh, and, uh, just healing and, uh, good luck tomorrow with, with the, the with second being shot. Sick. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a miracle. You're going to experience a miracle. I know, can't wait. Of science. So just, uh, ride it out, get some chicken soup and wrap a hot towel around your head. <laughs> I will. And you, good luck getting it and your whole family and getting some kind of vacation on the books. I know, dude. Need it. Badly. You need it. Badly. Well, listen, man, be good. I'm so grateful for you and, and to get the chance to chat with you and um, be good. Talk soon, all right? All right. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Later.
ויגיד. 